we are apparently alive. Great. That worked out. Yeah, early <laughs> episode on Thursday. This is this is the time we used to we used to do it. Is it? Oh man. Like not um, not since I've been around. <laughs> no, no, you no no you with you. Like we used to do this like back in like oh, you're February right. or something. Yeah. I used to have Thursdays off. You're right. So yeah, yeah. this is around the time we used this to do the, this. Yep, yep. Um but yeah, we're here. Uh John's not here. He's at PAX, which he didn't even mention that to us. <laughs> so I didn't know that until like yesterday. Yep. Um Good old John. And then I I guess maybe he'll be back next week. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Either way, we might have a guest next week, but I won't announce. I'll announce that on Twitter once it's confirmed. But Oh, that's right. You did mention something like that. We might have somebody next week anyways, so stay tuned to TDP Podcast on Twitter if you want to know who, if that's confirmed. But yeah, um, I hope he'll be back next week because like, this is going to sound really stupid and selfish, but whenever he's not here wreaks havoc on my layouts for the stream <laughs> and on it, twitch right? it causes me more work so right. i hope Although someone here. in the chat just said that they love the layout i don't know what it looks like because i don't watch it it's honestly just our two cameras on top of a thing oh okay so they're being sarcastic well they're bigger now so like okay. you can see more oh okay well then they're not being sarcastic because why wouldn't you want more yeah there you go there you go <laughs> Um, top down perspective, August 27th, I'm Sean Booker, uh, Paul Wheeler, yeah. not Paul Wheeler. Yeah. Well, close enough. <laughs> Paul Wheeler, <laughs> Paul Fleck, John Wheeler is not here. There we go. Uh, we're already starting off. Great. <laughs> great start. Um, well, um, why don't we talk about what I've been playing? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, so I mentioned it last week. I've uh, been playing Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Yeah, is it more Gears of War? Yeah, it's more Gears of War. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not really into the first Gears of War, and once again, I just still think this game's kind of boring. It's just like nothing that exciting is happening. You, you go through the checkpoint. There's going to be some guys coming out of the ground. You shoot them. You continue on. <clears throat> um i will say that one of my big issues with the first gears of war is that it was just completely like gray and ugly and this one they actually put color into it so it looks a lot nicer okay that's cool it doesn't look as nice as i think it should though like they definitely didn't like remake this thing it's just kind of up and cleaned up a bit um which that's kind of a bummer but it definitely does look nicer than the gray just filth that Gears of War 1 originally looked like. Sure. Um, like, it is a budget price, so I guess that's nice, and from what I understand, if you play if you play Gears of War Ultimate Edition online between, like, now and December, then at some point they're going to give you all four of the other Gears of War games uh, for download for free, which that's cool, although I own all those games, so I don't really care. But, um... Another thing, though, is I kind of wish they would have brought some of the features from the like second and third game, and I guess Judgment, back into this one. Like no horde mode. I just oh. I can't go back to no horde to not having a horde mode. That seems kind of like an easy <laughs> fix, right? They should have been yeah. able to do. Yeah, like what's the big deal? Just put a horde. Like I know it didn't come with a horde mode, and that was Gears Two thing, but like horde mode is fantastic. There's a reason we still call it horde mode. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So like that's kind of a bummer to see but 
Uh, either way, you know, if you're dying to play some Gears 1, I guess this is fine. But I st- I'm, I'm still just kind of bored with the story. And, like, I, I just don't even care what's going on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so. But and here's a weird thing. So it's 60 frames per second only for the multiplayer. Not for the actual game. Not for the single player, correct. That's odd. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. And, like, it looks great when you're playing the multiplayer. But, like... The single players, they're pretty substantial in this game. It's not like a Call of Duty thing where it's like a quick five-hour thing. And you'd think they would have put it there, but I, I don't know why. It's It seems like this was kind of put out there just to like tie us over for Gears of War 4 next year. I guess. Hmm. So Weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I also mentioned that I was, I've played a little bit of Capsule Force. And I actually have not played that much of Capsule Force. Yeah. Uh, and you and I tried to play it together before realizing there's no online uh, multiplayer. It's all local, which yeah. is a huge bummer for me. And I'm going to have to figure out what I'm supposed to do about that. That's a huge, like, little challenges. That's a huge, like, cross off the list for, like, things that make a game good. It's like, oh, can't play with people that I know that aren't over. I guess I'll just give this a whole five marks down on my score <laughs> or something. Right. Well, I, well, I don't know about that. But the thing is, like... There's a, there's a whole bunch of these like couch co-op, you know, local multiplayer games now. And it's like, go back to online multiplayer. I really like online multiplayer. I agree. Like, it's an infinite number of people to play against. Especially like Rocket League, how we could play on PC and you on PS4. And that worked right. perfectly. So. Yeah, we did that last weekend too. And that was fantastic. Um, If anyone that was there watching is listening, that was a great time. Yeah. But anyway... You've also played some Castle Force. Yeah. What, what have, how much have you played? About the same amount as you. I did the time trial stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how, what do, I guess, what do you feel about that? Like, it's such a small amount of the game so far, but... Uh, it's fine. For anybody who might not know what Capsule Force is, think of uh, almost like a weird Mega Man game where you can aim your shots and you have, like, different charge levels of your shots you could do as well. It's like a side-scrolling type... I think it's focused a lot on speed. Like, yeah, I think that you're supposed to race each other is the multiplayer aspect. I think so, too. Yeah. What I really like, though, is there's this cool mechanic where you have a double jump and then you have your shot and a shield. And if you use your shot or your shield while you're in the air, you get your jumps back. Yeah. So you can literally fly through a stage by just jump, shoot, jump, shoot, jump, shoot, which I got pretty good at doing in those time trials. Mm hmm. So I like that, and I'm I'm excited to see kind of how this race stuff will happen. But again, I have I haven't played much besides that timed target practice mode. Yeah, for sure. This is a game that I do want to play with friends, and the fact that there's no like internet component where we could just join each other's games or create a lobby, that's a big problem for me <laughs> for what this game does. So yeah, I mean. I love the, the the style of it. Like, it's all... Well, the thing here's another thing. Like, it should have online, because it's not like they're sending t- that much data. It's, like, 8-bit graphics. You know, 16-bit graphics, I should say. Um, but apart from that, I do like the style of it. It looks like, like an 80s anime. Yeah. Like, you're getting some, like, ramen half, loop in the third kind of stuff yeah. going on, set in space. And, like, even the intro, like, title cards... It, it, comes down from the, like zero capsule falls or whatever yeah yeah like i like that but yeah i just wish uh 
I wish I had more people I could play with. Oh, locally. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's really the problem is that, like, I wouldn't even say that it's my problem where it's just, like, I should get a bunch of people around and, like, I'll hook up my computer to my TV thing. Like, this should just be a thing that you can play with other people online. I don't I don't like couch co-op only games. I hate that so fucking much. And it actually ruined the experience of this game already for me. If they ever do add it, I can revisit and then be like, yeah, this was fun to play with like a bunch of random people or whatever, but for now, I think I'm just going to put it away until like one day a bunch of us are together or something and we have the ability to play it. I'll try it out, but I'm going to have to try and figure out because I don't have one wired 360 controller. So I'm either going to have to like learn it on the keyboard as well, which would suck. Or I would. Or just have to figure out the whole like PlayStation 4 on the PC uh, controller or the Xbox One controller Mm -hmm. as well. And then get someone to come over. But yeah. Other than that, I. Okay. I played through all of uh, Tales from the Borderlands Episode 4. And I hear great another, things about it. Yeah. So last time I was like, episode three was real good. Real good. Episode four, also real good. Tales from the Borderlands has has become one of my like, like go to Telltale game recommendations now. Like before that, it was like, what are the Telltale adventure games I should play? You know, since they kind of switched over to their, you know, interactive story style. Yeah. It's like it's, it's always been like, you know, Walking Dead season one. And then, you know, Wolf Among Us is okay. Uh, part of uh, Season 2 Walking Dead is okay. Uh, but now it's like, no, it's Walking Dead Season 1, and it's Tales from the Borderlands. Those are the ones you should be playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tons of fun. I'm not going to get into any spoilers, but once again, fantastic title card. Um, some really funny jokes. Some really weird, just really weird stuff happens, and you have to do some really weird stuff that's pretty funny. And there's even like a super heartfelt, like sad moment you got to go through. Like you get the whole roller coaster there. It's a it was a really good episode. I should be writing my review of that earlier than I currently have. <laughs> so I hear tales from the Borderlands. Like the other guy I do the other podcast with. You've met him a few times, but he was just like, "This is easily like the best thing Telltale's done in a long time." <laughs> like it's really again, good. I really like season one of Walking Dead. I think that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like second. I, yeah, I should really check this one out then. And, like, I was even saying to him, okay, but what if I don't care about Borderlands, like, in general? He's like, dude, I don't fucking care about Borderlands. This made me care about Borderlands. I don't know if this makes me care about Borderlands. Like, I like Borderlands. I like playing Borderlands a lot. Yeah. The story, I don't care too much. It yeah. really doesn't matter. Like, it's so unattached to, like, anything going on there. It's more just, like, kooky heist game. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like with fun robot buddies and like, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And then, uh, last game started playing it today is called Sage Solitaire. And it's my current like iPhone, like uh, addicted game right now. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think cause it's by someone who's made another few noteworthy ios games but um i don't know if this is on android you should definitely look it up if it is or not um but sage solitaire is you're you have like a three by three grid of cards 
and you need to make like poker hands out of the cards and then when you do that the card will go away and it's like on a pile so you'll get the next card to come up and you're just trying to get rid of all the stacks with getting as many points as you can super simple it's by zach gage what did zach gage do let me look this up real quick it sounds familiar it's pretty good though like it's basically solitaire or is it more like a poker game kind of like both i guess like it's okay. a, like a mix okay you might have known this guy from ridiculous fishing or spell tower okay no i haven't played either of them oh okay well those were pretty big yeah um, they were <laughs> you're right but yeah. yeah anyway um it's free you can also unlock like a uh, more modes and whatnot for like three dollars i haven't seen any of those uh modes yet so i'm not sure but i'm just been playing the free version and I'm already quite interested in, so I would definitely look it up. If you have an iOS device, check out Sage Solitaire. If you like little, you know, puzzle games. Like, if you liked Pear Solitaire, you'll probably be into this. Pear Solitaire was fantastic. And again, I don't know if it's on Android, but I would definitely recommend looking that up. Cool. Um, Sounds cool. I did finish Lifeline, now that I remember that. Uh, I beat that. I never lost Taylor, so that was good. Nice. Uh, okay. And now, once a day, it gives it was giving me a notification, like, do you want to restart the story? And after tw- two days, I deleted that app. Yeah, I don't. I don't need it constantly reminding me that. And I haven't started it yet, but I downloaded uh, Laura Croft Go. You did because that came out today. Did it? Oh, okay. Yes. I had no so idea. You. It came out. Yeah, for iOS, Android, and okay. Windows Phone, all in the same day. You should get Laura Croft Go. I hear it's pretty good. All right, um, hold on. I'm doing it right now. Lots of apps for you to get. Also, you should look up a Sage Solitaire is on there. Okay, let's look up Sage Solitaire first. Then, because that one I will forget, the other one not so much. Uh, Solitaire. Uh, no, not that I can see. Okay, that's a bummer for Android users, but... Yeah, so, no access to that. However, let's look up Lara Croft... And I'll be kind of bummed if Go isn't, like, the first thing that pops up and it's some, like, gross app somebody made. Um, I don't see it here. It's, from what I understand... There it is. It's at the bottom of the list. Okay, there you go. Uh, Five bucks or whatever. Yep, 579, Canadian. (laughs) Canadian, there you go. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's all I played uh, this last week. All right, cool. Um, like you were saying, I played a little bit of Capsule Force, and we talked about that already, but that's on my list, so I thought I'd bring it up again. I played a lot of Parappa the Rapper <laughs> this week. Okay. What are you playing it on again? I'm playing it right now on an emulator, because playing it on okay. the PSN network version on an HDTV is impossible because of the latency between okay. the button presses and like what you hear and see and stuff. You're not playing it on your PSP? I don't have a PSP. I've never had a PSP ever. Wow, I'm surprised. Okay, yeah, I have, I have two PSPs. Nice. <laughs> PSPs are great. I like them a I lot, but I've never. I don't. I'm not a big fan. No, I wouldn't say PSPs are great. I've never purchased one, so <laughs> okay. that's fair. Like, I don't think you need to. Yeah, definitely not anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, Parappa the Rapper. That game is easy until a point, and then it's stupid. Because I, so the point I'm talking about is specifically against Cheap Cheap the Cooking Chicken. 
and okay. I can't get past it. And other people have actually told me, like, in a DM or two and in the chat that, like, they spent, like, five hours some nights just trying to get past that point because they think the coding might be broken. Like, it just doesn't feel right, anything in that song. Oh, for, like, for this emulator, you mean? Or for the game No, itself? just in general, for the game itself. Like, that okay. song does not feel right. Maybe, like, I don't know what it is. But anyways, that's where I keep getting held up right now. And that game is great. <laughs> that game is still fantastic. I don't know how I beat that game as a kid because this fucking chicken is making me go crazy. I've never played Parappa the Rapper. You should try it sometime if you have like the ability I really to. Should. Yeah, because that game is great. It's silly in like the ways a Japanese Sony game is <laughs> back yeah, in the nineties. I'd probably be way into it. I just I've never gotten around to it. Yeah. And now people are just saying, fuck. Now they're just saying lines from that song just to bug me. But anyways. Butter, butter, butter goes in the bowl. <laughs> yep. Also, people are asking why I have two PSPs. One of them doesn't read UMDs. So I was like, guess I need a new one. Yeah. So what you're saying is one is dead. Pay respects well, no, no, to Sean's it, like, dead it, PSP. It, it can do every. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> uh, although that one's a lot closer to being dead than my PS3. So my PS3 is totally fine. I'm just saying, like, the problem with, the, like, that is all I could do is, like, download stuff, but I never had a huge memory card because those PSP memory cards were, like, crazy expensive. Just, like, Vita memory cards, like, Sony proprietary memory cards are just stupid. So, there you go. There's the respects, by the way, showing up. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching them. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's like pulling strings, like the puppet master. You just say some dumb thing. And you control all of them at one time. Uh, anyways, back to Parappa the Rapper. That game is great. Like, I genuinely love it a lot and a lot of stuff it does. I think it's hilarious that the rapping in that game is literally just mimicking what the other person said <laughs> to the beat. So you're not really rapping. You're just, like, copying exactly what they said or trying to, at least. And I think it would be great if there were more rappers in this world where, like, a rap battle was happening and one rapper is, like, throwing lines at him and the other rapper is just, like, copying everything he said in time. That would be so good. And is also a dog. And is also a dog. That would be way better. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a toque or beanie, as right. you would I'd, call it now. I I've just It's always hat. It's always been hat to me. I don't think I've ever used a toque or beanie. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Winter hat, a winter, a winter hat. hat. Yeah, I think that's what it was in my house. Yeah, like, or I think it was just make sure you get a hat. It's cold out. All right, and it's okay. like, well, obviously, I'm not getting the baseball cap. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And then uh, earlier today, I started Hideo Kojima's masterpiece, Police Knots, using the ROM hack, like the ISO hack version that is English sub by fans. So it's in English, and I can read it, and it's great. I have no idea what this is. This is, think like a point-and-click adventure-type game where you play a detective that was part of this space police force thrown into space for a bunch of years, like 20 years or 30 years or something, rescued, came back, and is like living in this more futuristic version of the world trying to find out, like, who this killer guy is it's like a weird space noir film that you play but it's anime <laughs> so 
they do some silly gags here and there, which is probably the great part, I think. Like, there's a lot of anime girls. This looks like Snatcher. It's very similar, yeah. Do you know, do you know Snatcher? Yeah, I never played it, though. Like, I'm pretty sure he also did that. I think you're right. I never looked into it. Hang on, I'm gonna look, let me look this up. Snatcher. Yeah, hang on, right here. Director Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Like, this looks, the art style looks exactly like Snatcher. Yep. Which, I've heard great things about Snatcher. In fact, I own a Japanese copy of Snatcher. Haven't played much of it. Yeah, fair enough. But I have that for my Japanese Sega CD. Sega Saturn, Sega Saturn, I should say. So, if you remember when I was talking about Police Knots, because I actually have, like, an official release version from the Japanese PS3 store, like, online, a download of it. And I was just like, I'm going to learn... That's not what you're playing, right? No, that's not what I'm playing. But I remember saying something like, I'm going to learn Japanese, and then I'm going to play this game, and it's going to be great. I'm so glad... I'm playing it now in English <clears throat> because that game, even in English, it's hard to follow. <laughs> like there are so many words that I wouldn't even know. Like you would even be in fluid Japanese. You would have a hard time with some of this stuff. Cause they talk about a lot of sciencey like terminology and made up technologies that don't exist. So it wouldn't this make game any came sense. out on the 3DO. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous yeah okay wait why why doesn't it make sense in japanese that seems because they use a lot of medical terminology like like mem- mucus membranes and blah 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 like medical anatomical terminologies and like made up technology s- names and stuff like that because it's Hideo Kojima, the guy that's like obsessed with nano machines and shit like that, and learning that type of stuff in Japanese probably wouldn't ever happen unless you're completely fluent. Like you grew up there, and this is what you learned. So, anyways, the uh, fan done English subtitled version. It's great. It's that game is absolutely fantastic. It's silly and kind of self-serious in some spots, just like Kojima always does. I don't know, man. It's really good. It seems super long, though. Like, I don't know how far in I'm in, like how many acts they are, but I have three hours in the game now, and I basically beat the prologue, and I'm still in Act 1. And and you said it's a point-and-click adventure game? It's basically a point-and-click adventure game, yeah. Like how like pixel hunty is it? Like not very. Like there is some like style of pixel huntiness, but it's not too too bad. Like, are you combining items <laughs> together to make a no. new item? To like, if, no. If you have to compare it to like a, a, something more recent in the adventure game, like what do you think? Like the way it plays is, say, like you have an image of an office space or whatever, right? With a bunch yep. of computers, like maybe a cabinet full of papers and stuff like that. You would click on whatever you want to investigate, and then like it would give you an option to look, and then you would look at it, and then if there's something important with it, you might get another option to interact with it. But it takes you very step by step. There isn't just like the old Lucas Art style of you can like touch, smell, hear like all this stuff yeah all the things on the bottom it's not that right it's not that it's very much like whatever you're looking at if you can interact with it a specific way that option will unlock as you like uncover it so you can kind of brute force your way through any situation 
So is it just like a visual novel? Like, or is kind it like of, puzzles? Kind of. There are parts where you have to shoot. There are like sh- first person shooting segments, which is absolutely terrible with a D pad. Oh, that, that's weird. Okay. But um, more importantly, it's all just about the story. Like, I really like this idea of there was like this elite force they were sending up into space because they were going to start colonizing different places or whatever called the police knots back in the day. One of them got kind of thrown out into space because of an accident, gets brought back like 30 years in the future, basically, and has to continue on his life even after everything is gone. Like his wife left him, obviously, because they thought he was dead. His friends all like started doing other stuff. I just kind of like that feel. And it has that detective film noir feel to everything in it with a bunch of silliness in there, too. So overall, it's just a great Kojima experience, and I can't wait to get to more of it. It just feels like a little long. So is there like a is there an English version of this game? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, not not officially released by Konami because Konami are a bunch of shitlords, but done by fans and that you can download a patch version. If you have like an actual disc copy, they give you instructions on how to rip that disc to your PC and apply the patch or okay. um, you can download like just the patched version from various sites that may or might not be legal, depending on where you <laughs> okay. exist. All right. But um, yeah, it's it really like it came good. out the same year as Snatcher, at least for the Sega Saturn. Yeah, they were they were um, done back but, to back, I believe. Well, I don't know about that because I'm looking at the dates and for whatever the neck for like, they were out on PC originally, and Snatcher was six years before it. Mm, okay, like, Snatcher's '88, and this is '94. But in terms of the right. uh, Saturn releases, they were both '96. Oh, okay, that makes sense, I guess. That's another thing is that like this is very much point and click. So there's a mouse cursor that you're moving around and I hate using a D pad to move around yeah, a cursor. Yeah, it's really bad. The part Why can't you just touch the screen. Right. Exactly. The part I'm having trouble with right now, though, is that you talk to Meryl from Metal Gear because she's in this game. Well, she's from this game and then put into Metal Gear later. But Wait, you, really? Yeah. So you oh, talk cool. to Meryl, and then you are, like, looking at her boobs. And then she's like, if you want to okay. touch him, you have to beat my high score in the academy training, like, shooting center. So I've been trying to beat her high score, and I can't do it. So Is it possible? Yes. Or is I, it just, like, a joke? Like, you can't beat it, so clearly you can't touch her. I have actually looked this up. I Googled it, and people have said, yes, just get better. <laughs> so, okay. but it's hard to do that game because it's a shooting game when you're using a d-pad with like really bad acceleration on the mouse pointer like on the pointer so i think i'm gonna look into using my mouse for that point like my actual computer mouse as my input just to get that training thing done because i do want uh, you know what fuck it i'm gonna look up youtube i'm just gonna look up a video of what happens This is that's way easier. I'm not gonna John this shit. I don't care enough. <laughs> but um long story short, it's been a great experience and I can't wait to get to more of it. I mean I'm looking at Wikipedia right now and the genre straight up says adventure game, visual novel, interactive movie. I mean, if we're gonna be like use semantics though, every single thing Hideo Kojima does is an interactive movie. I mean, yeah, you're <laughs> so like yeah. 
It's really good, though. I'm highly enjoying it. I really love this setting and the goofiness that these games have, Kojima games have to them are great. That's all I've been playing, though. Cool. Let's do the news. You have this first one. Yeah. So, you know that YouTube gaming thing they were talking about? That, a little bit. Yeah, that's actually out now. So that is a thing. Unless you're in Canada, then you cannot access it on mobile. And then when questioned about it on Twitter, one of the dudes that works at like Google and the YouTube division or whatever, he's like, yeah, we're working on it, whatever. It's just like, fine, fuck you too. Um, but what YouTube gaming is, is essentially they're tr- trying to create a whole section for just gaming videos, LPs, gaming reviews and stuff like that. And live streaming all in one area, like a hub, instead of having it all just in YouTube. So I'm not exactly sure what the hell they're doing with that, like why they're splitting up their audience like that. But one of the biggest problems with it is that YouTube was easy to navigate, kind of. Like if you go to a video you were watching... And you're just like, okay, I want to go back. You would just go back to like subscribers or hit the home button or anything and you would be back. And YouTube gaming, it's really hard to get out of it back to the normal YouTube site. And I actually don't even know how you do it. I didn't even look hard enough to try to find it. So when I wanted to go back, I just went to YouTube.com in my address bar. They kind of want to keep you in there, it seems. So you only... So your experience is watching people streaming or did you stream stuff? I, I did try to watch a few people because I wanted to see what it was like. And the first thing you do when you go to this YouTube gaming or gaming.youtube or whatever the fuck it is, you get introduced to this terrible UI that on either side of the screen, there's like little bars that when you hover over them, they come out and then you can choose like what games you want to watch or what channels are live or I'm gonna look this up. whatever. Is it gaming.youtube? Yeah. Okay, there we go. You know what? I'm going to do the same here. We'll, we'll go Whoa. through this. T- there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot on the screen. It's really bad. Like, their UI is fucking terrible. <laughs> there is a lot of shit on the screen. None of it really makes sense at first glance. And uh, it all just seems like a whole bunch of useless information. The one thing I do like that they do is that they mute the... They show at the very top bar the, like, streams that are going on and they're muted at first until you click on them and actually join it. I don't like when I go to, like, hitbox.tv, for example. When you go to their main page, like, whatever site they're featuring, Twitch does this too, or, like, stream they're featuring, it'll just be full blast fucking audio. And I hate that, so I'm glad that you... Oh, hey, PewDiePie's on this already. Well, I mean, of course he is, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, um... That's one yeah, thing no, I hate point, about those. I sites. actually don't like that. About I don't actually don't even like that. There's already a stream going. That's the thing Twitch obviously does as well. And I was always just like, yeah, if I want to watch it, I'll click <clears> on it. I promise. Yeah, that's like, kind of worry. it. They at least they give us the decency of like, okay, we know you want to like showcase your partners or stuff that people are liking right now. At least you muted the video. At least it's not blaring at me the minute I click on your goddamn site. So that is the one plus, I will say. Now, if you hover over to the right or left, you'll see that it kind of brings out like the information that you like the different games and stuff. Channels, it looks like. Like featured channels, uh, games that you can watch that are live right now or popular. 
one of the problems with this is that you need a scroll wheel mouse and people were saying that like without a scroll wheel mouse some people don't have like they just can't scroll down i i mean i guess so but who doesn't have a scroll wheel mouse like i don't at work at my work computer because all i use is excel all day it's insane how old is that computer it's really shitty yeah (laughs) it's really really shitty so you're saying, darn, your work computer can't watch YouTube gaming streams? Well, it can't watch YouTube at all because we're cut off from, like, oh, gaming right, yeah. sites and stuff. But how hard would it be for a multi-million dollar website to design, like, when you scroll or hover over the bottom of the screen, like, it just slowly starts scrolling for you? Every other site can do shit like that, so I don't know why they can't. Why isn't John at the top of the featured channels? Because he's not live right now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, on one side you have your games, on the other side you have your featured channels and like the bigger YouTubers and shit like that. And then as you scroll down, there's just a bunch of fucking garbage. There's a mix of live shit and like old videos that aren't live that are gaming related. It's just kind of a clusterfuck of a bunch of dumb, pointless bullshit. So what I've been doing is not using this site, going to YouTube's old site when I want to watch the videos that I'm subscribed to, and then clicking on the people I want to watch, like, specifically, because this site is a fucking mess. It is absolutely disgusting. The nice thing is, though, when you do join a stream, it's serviceable, I guess. Like, the video takes up most of the screen, and then the chat takes up a little portion on the right, which is still... some. see the chat. Did you join, like, a stream that's in progress? Oh, no, I think this is an old stream. I'm watching... Who is this? It's a Life is Strange stream by Tara mm. Babcock, and she is a scantily clad lady. Okay. Playing Life is Strange, episode four. I'm gonna get out of this. I have to see this now. I just went to the left oh. of Life is Strange. Is like, yeah, yeah. Like, her videos start with her, <laughs> like... That's an interesting video. Okay, here's a live one. Let's see. Let's see what a live one looks like. Yeah. Okay, now I see the chat. That was taken out by like other videos. So I like what they do there better than what Twitch does. When you join a channel, you actually see what's important, which is just the chat and the like video game enlarged. Twitch likes to add their stupid little like panels at the very bottom and all this other shit. So I like how like they no do ads that. Yet. Hmm? I'm sure they're coming. Like Twitch has ads when you start watching a stream for the off the bat. Yeah. This doesn't, it just went to the video, but I'm assuming that that's gotta be coming. Yeah, probably. Another thing I will say I like is that for when you go to, like, the game that you want to watch or whatever, it kind of brings you to a landing page for that game, and then you can see related videos for that game, like, specific, there's a specific tab for Let's Plays of it, and then at the very top are people that are live playing it right now. I kind of like that how it separates the game specifically and a bunch of content related to it. But even then it's still just a whole bunch of video thumbnails thrown on the screen that you have to scroll through endlessly to see what you want. And I don't like that at all. It's kind of an ugly website. It's a completely ugly website. Yeah. One downside I actually had heard uh, now that I'm thinking back just from like briefly kind of glancing through Twitter is the uh, content curation that uh, uh youtube has is almost like getting in the way and i saw one person post uh, and then you know someone i follow like retweeted it that his game got like like content blocked 
because of music in the game he was streaming. Okay. So in-game music, but that in-game music is copywritten, I guess. Right. And his video got blocked. I mean, this happens as well if you take a Twitch stream and then upload the VOD to YouTube. So it's kind of the same way. What happens is that it archives the video after you're done streaming, and it's essentially the same thing as if you were to stream on Twitch and then push to YouTube. So it does it the kind of the same way. But um, th- what oh, I do okay. like... Maybe the guy was also talking about the push again. Uh, yeah. Or, well, that makes no sense, because then why would he even make a complaint about it if he's, like, used to this? So maybe it was happening live. I don't know. It could be. The reason the reason I bring this, or, like, was saying this, though, is because yesterday I tried streaming to it a little bit. And I made sure to play the most copywritten music you could, like Nicki Minaj's Anaconda and shit like that, like very popular music that gets hit instantly because Vivo channels. And I, ironically enough, I didn't have any problems with listening to any of that stuff live or even in the VOD of it. Like, it's totally fine. It's when I started listening to Monster Cat, who are uh, an online group of... Like indie, they're a label for like indie artists and stuff that release stuff on the internet. They've been giving me a lot of shit lately and like putting like copyright notices and muting my videos and stuff for listening to their stuff when they have a free license agreement that like as long as you give accreditation the certain way they want, which I always do, they don't care. So I've been having a lot of shit with this shitty little fucking indie music company than I have with, like, the bigger companies, so I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Whatever. Uh, Streaming to the site, though, I'll segue into that, is totally fine. It's the same way you would Twitch. It gives you, like, the basic information you need, but even better, with XSplit, you can just choose, uh, like, what service you... Wait, so you were able to stream? I was able to stream to it, yeah. I did for a few hours last night. Okay, but it's not in Canada. It is in Canada site on the site. You can't visit. Oh, you're talking you, about the app. Yeah, you the app okay. isn't available at all, and you can't even get it on mobile in okay. Canada. So their mobile site isn't up for us, I guess. Right. Uh, but streaming to it is kind of like anything else in XSplit specifically. All I had to do was go like add channel YouTube and then put in my like credentials or whatever and then it automatically took everything i needed and i was able to stream right away i like that they give you analytics in real time like i could see how many viewers would pop in and out every couple minutes and how many messages were sent per minute and graphs that kept going okay so that was really cool like i really like statistics and analytics like that sure uh it's super easy to get spotted right now on like basically anything you do on YouTube gaming because not enough people are big on it besides like if PewDiePie does a stream he's obviously going to take up the whole front page because he has like 30 million people ready to watch him at any time but even as like a nobody I was like the second person on the whole fucking site playing Binding of Isaac last night and I had more views in about five minutes than the other guy Oh, are you a millionaire now? Uh, no, I'm just saying that, like, when you go to the Binding of Isaac page and you only see one stream there, like, sometimes you don't Jump even on see that. one. You got to find all the weird games now. Just, I mean, start streaming them. yeah, the one guy. do police knots on here. <laughs> Be yeah. the police knots guy. So are you, are you switching from Twitch? Oh, fuck no. There's absolutely no reason. 
reason to right now. Um, this is kind of a problem I was having with people on Twitter getting on this like Twitch circle jerk of like, oh, Twitch is so much better bleh, or whatever. Uh, like, of course they are. They've been doing this for years. They've been focusing only solely on streaming before like any of these sites really wanted to do any of that shit. And they've been able to make their mistakes being the only company doing it. And now that they've gotten the right formula after years of perfecting it, like, of course, YouTube gaming's going to be shitty. It's probably always going to be shitty because that's how shit like this well, goes. They got YouTube behind you. Well, that's the thing is that they have YouTube behind them and it's already shitty. <laughs> like they just started. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that like give them time, let them find what they want to do and be good at it. And I'm sure they'll be OK. But as of right now, there's absolutely no reason why you should go to an inferior product when the better one's out there, as far as I'm concerned. Unless you want to be grandfathered in as, like, one of the guys that was streaming on YouTube before it was good. Is there a way you could, like, stream to two different sites at the same time? Yeah. So why wouldn't you just do that? Yeah, you could. I mean, I guess it'll be a hit on your internet. Oh, fuck yeah. It's a huge hit on your internet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it. Yeah. Every now and then when I was bored, I would stream to Hitbox and Twitch to see which one like would get more. And it's always Twitch because there's nobody on Hitbox ever. Right. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. And I can do all three at once. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> My internet service provider probably already isn't happy with me because of all the bandwidth I used. I could just imagine the emails. Like, what are you right. uploading? That's like 20 gigs a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, are you like done with it? Are you going to keep trying it out every now and then? You know what? I'll keep trying it out and playing dumb shit on it. But I mean, Twitch is just better because they've had the time to work on it. So we'll see. I think YouTube gaming could be good. They just need to get rid of this crappy UI, simplify it enough so that you can navigate normally. Like, just rip off Twitch. Why wouldn't you rip off the company that has perfected the formula of how to get people to, like, navigate their site? Rip off what their shit looks like, put, like, your logo on it instead, and just give a better streaming service. One thing I will say is that with Twitch, for different, like, partnered Twitch streamers get different qualities of videos, so people with, like, a slower internet connection can bump down the quality from, like, a high definition quality to maybe like a 480p or something you, they don't give that to everybody that streams on twitch only people that are like above a certain threshold of viewers or whatever do we have that i don't think so okay. so i mean i have no idea so there's a problem of like when you're a smaller channel you want your games to look good streaming so you want to stream at high definition but it also makes it so people with shittier connections might not even ever see your stream so they're going to leave right away. With YouTube gaming everybody has the option to bump down the video quality right away and I think that's a good thing. That shouldn't be just given to people with like the higher echelon of uh of people watching them <clears throat> to change the video quality i think that should just be the god-given right given to everybody that if you have a shittier connection you should be able to watch whoever you want in a lower quality as long as you can be, it should there. be like an audio only version there is on the app which oh, okay. is really weird <laughs> their audio I guess, yeah you know because data if you're just like if you're 
streaming it not on wi-fi that's it i mean that's how i've quote unquote watched some of the top-down stuff before when i haven't been part of it like when it's been you and john is using the twitch app audio only (laughs) on my way home cool but uh yeah youtube gaming's a thing and it sucks right now but maybe it'll get better that's all i have to say about it someone outside (laughs) my window is just yelling they were mad i have no idea what's going on anyway um let's talk about pokemon specifically uh pokin tournament pokin tournament i'm not quite sure how that's actually pronounced anyway it's coming uh to the wii u uh in north america like to the west so that's definitely cool it's spring i'm excited right now it's just in japanese uh arcades um but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that that seems like a really weird game so i'll play some of that yeah i definitely agree with you i'm surprised the west is actually getting it like this soon i figured it would be like when I opened up this article, it was going to be like, oh, Japan's getting it. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like five years later, the West will or something. Yeah. Yeah. On an even crazier thing. Did you watch this Madden commercial? No. I'll, oh, my God. I want you after. to watch it live. I want you to watch it live and I want you to narrate what is going on. Actually, you know what? Now, I can do you better here. I will grab the screen region of the commercial so people can watch it with me live. Okay. Um, Sorry, audio before, only listeners. <laughs> before we start this up, did you watch the Madden commercial from last year? Uh, what was it? I can't remember. Dave Franco. It was about them getting crazy in the game. They like lit their oh, house on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is like, what is going on outside my apartment? <laughs> um, what was I talking about? This one, it's like that, like times two. Like all I'm gonna say is there's dinosaurs in this one. Okay. And a football gun. Actually, there's a lot of football guns. A lot. So for the audio listeners, I want you to I want you to watch it. We'll go through it together and I want you to kind of narrate what you're seeing. Okay. Let me know when let me know when we're going and I'll I'll load it up for myself as well. All right. Uh count it down, I'm ready to click it whenever. All right. Three, two, one, start the commercial. You just go ahead. You're just gonna narrate it. I've already seen it. All right. A Madden film. Okay, good. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay, a it's bunch like a, of like shots. Montage? Yeah, a montage of a bunch of different people of different lifestyles by the looks of it, but they're all kind of weirdly crazy. Okay, a bunch of people are running to dubstep of some sort. They jumped on a Franco. couch. It's Dave Franco and Mick Lovin. I forget what his character actor's name is. This has to turn down the volume a bit. Okay. This is, um, okay. So he's got Trish. We're going to have to break this down a bit. So the bad guy has (laughs) Dave Franco's girlfriend. He's, he's kidnapped her, right? Yeah. He's phoning him up. Yeah. This is like a revenge film plot right here. Yeah. They're, they're doing a lot of like beating off jokes. Yep. So he's going to fight him in Madden to get his girlfriend back. All right. Dave Franco as Blade Johnson. Christopher Mintz Plaza, that's his name. There we go. Yeah, I can never remember it either. Antonio Brown. <laughs> that's great. He grabbed that drink. <laughs> yep. As Sticky Bun. Lil Pepper, Coach Rex Ryan. <laughs> as Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. They're getting the playmakers are uniting. There you go. Got a beater in Madden. Al Pacino's blind, by the way. Of course he is. He keeps calling Little Pepper his father. And Al Pacino just ate one of the photos. Yep. Just cause. Just so he could. Alright, a Bollywood dance sequence. But that's what Dave Franco is talking about. Now it's a Bollywood movie. That's pretty good. Now, Dave Franco starts his training. He's losing to the blind Al Pacino in Madden. Of course he is. Still a Bollywood movie. You know this is, like, better than the game will ever be. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, here we go. More action. We got motorcycles driving into their, I don't know, training place. And uh, now one of the ninjas is getting karate chopped in the shoulder for, like, a solid minute. Yep. Impossible to unwatch. <laughs> okay. I love, the mu- I love the music that starts up during that part. <laughs> okay, the ball gun. Here we go. Football gun is so He's taking good. out the columns. <laughs> he took out both the motorcyclists. The music playing is so good. It's pretty good, right? There we go. Chris Remins Paws flying around on a fan? Of course. Dave Franco wants you to bring the heat. There we go. I love how the footballs are <clears throat> like guns. Dave Franco is probably <laughs> the best actor ever. <laughs> You know what's funny is that when they cut to gameplay footage, it looks so shitty compared to the quality of the video yeah, they're like shooting. It, like it doesn't even matter. Like who cares? Yeah. Oh, he finally beat Al Pacino at football. Of course he did. Oh, hang on. His coach just got hit by a football. Which I'm pretty sure means he's dead <clears throat> in this universe. This is already longer than I would ever play a Madden game <laughs> that we've spent incre- watching this is incredible it. incredible now, right? Well, I mean, that's why I'm still doing this and why Cancel I wouldn't keep seasons, playing. We have a winner. Yep. We're talking about Dave Franco, by the way. Christopher Mintz-Ploss playing a, <laughs> what is that, a pan flute into the night while bats are flying around him? This, oh, f- oh, oh, yeah, there's a dinosaur. D- yep, there's the dinosaur. <laughs> That is some decent CG for a dumb commercial. <laughs> yeah, like the dinosaur doesn't look that bad. Like they really didn't need to go out all out with CG for this. It was already funny. And they're upset because oh the dinosaur my God. ate the bad guy and he didn't get to play him in Madden. People watching, you need to get your gift creators out and start making some animations. Um anyway, that's a great commercial and um Again, last year's commercial was real good. If you didn't see that, look up last year's Madden commercial. But Madden's easily becoming one of my favorite video game marketing campaigns. I mean, their marketing's better than their fucking games, by far. I mean, I don't want to play Madden ever, but that commercial was pretty good. Yeah. And probably cost a lot of money. Like, oh my gosh, a lot of money. (laughs) I love how Video Shinobi's like, and rip VOD. (laughs) Because we're probably muted now (laughs) on the VOD. Uh-oh. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the thing. Uh, people listening, look it up. The Madden commercial. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about PlayStation Plus games for September. Remember how people could vote? Yeah. 
Grow Home One. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so we're getting Grow Home. We're getting Super Time Force on the PS4. <clears throat> uh, Zeo Drifter on all, everything. Twisted Metal on PS3. Yes. Tesla Grad on PS4 and PS3, and La Mulana EX on Vita. Do you like La, Mul- uh, La Mulana? I've never played it. Okay. I don't I know what to think things. of that game. It's okay, but I'm not good at it at all. I think I'm missing like a key strategy to doing anything in that game. Anyways, that's not relevant. I'm just excited to grow home one. That's cool. I don't. Super Time Force is great, but I bought that on the 360 on the Xbox One, and they gave it out for gold on Xbox One a while ago. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump to the games <laughs> with gold. Yeah, for Xbox. Okay, and we are getting Dear God. Yeah. Which have you heard of Dear God? Yeah. I looked this like a trailer of this up, and it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks so good. I've you, wanted to play it for a while, but the trailer looks great. You're a deer doing deer things, which yeah. means like fighting monsters and running th- and it looks gorgeous. Like it looks yeah, like it does. sword and sorcery, but you're a deer and more color. Yeah. Um so I'm excited for that. Uh, we're getting Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. That's a good, yeah, good game. Which um, I saw a tweet, someone saying, this is like the most free game ever because we've got that back on PS3 last year in uh, March. Yeah. We got it on 360 this year in March, and now we're getting on <laughs> Xbox One next month. That game's good. Whatever. <laughs> um, Battle Stations Pacific for the 360. I don't know anything about it. I could not care less about that. And Crisis 3 for the 360. Crisis 3 is pretty good. Um. It's okay. And I guess now all the games are, you know, all the, they said all the 360 games of gold are going to be backwards compatible. So that's kind of cool. That is for sure. But I'm just excited for Dear God. Yeah. Like, I've already played through Tomb Raider. I probably won't play it again. If there's any Tomb Raiding I'm doing, it's Go style. Right oh, now. yeah. I wonder if that's done. Of course it should but, be. Um, oh, yeah. yeah Dear God looks really cool. I would recommend people uh, looking out a trailer of it. That, that was a cool looking game. And then the last bit of news, which was also a bummer for me, they've released the pricing model on Rock Band 4 standalone disc. Yeah. It's going to be 60 bucks on PS4. It's going to be $80 on Xbox One because it comes with an adapter that is needed to use the old instruments. Okay. Even more of a bummer. So my plan was I was like, well, I have all my really old Rock Band instruments because, you know, I have Rock Band 1. I bought Guitar Hero 2 on 360. That's what I was planning to use. Yeah. I reached, I was like, do I still need this adapter and stuff if I'm doing wired? Like, it looked like it was a wireless adapter. Can I just plug my stuff in like I have been? And I actually reached out to Eric Pope at Harmonix on, on over Twitter, and he said they're not supporting any wired peripherals, which was news to me, meaning now I have to buy everything again this fall. So that's kind of a bummer, but at least I get new stuff, and they're wireless this time, which is cool. Uh, but now I got to drop what is it, like two fifty for the whole band kit again, which I haven't done in years. So maybe it's time. It's time you I open guess. that wallet up again. I'm just. It would have been nice if I could <clears throat> use my instruments that work fine. They work fine. Yeah, they're just taking up space in my parents' house. I was gonna bring them back and take up space in my house, but now I'm gonna have instruments in both places. <laughs> Great. So, but at least they'll be nice and new. So that's kind of cool. Sure. Um. And that's it for the news this week. Yeah, good news, though. Yeah, some cool stuff. Let's go on to uh, all the questions. If you want to write in, topdownperspective at gmail.com, twitter.com slash tdppodcast, or facebook.com slash topdownperspective. 
I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's John's P.O. Box. I don't know what the number thing is, but. P.O. Box 666, Calgary, Alberta. I'm sure that'll get to him. Make sure you put two John on it because there's only one John. That here. won't work. But you can look up his P.O. Box. It's not that hard to find. Send stuff. Um, Cody writes it. Uh, he says, recently I've been digging through my backlog, first with Legend of Dragoon and now Parasite E2. While I enjoy Legend of Dragoon, I think that the game just sort of drags on. The final disc, especially, and with Parasite Eve 2, it's absolutely nothing like what I would have expected of a prequel to Parasite Eve. So, I come to you with two questions. What's a game you felt was too long for its own good? Oh, so many games. Most RPGs. I hate when there's a grinding section where it's just like, there's going to be like five hours of just dumb shit to get you through an area. I'm fine if the grinding section is not that bad until you get to the final boss and then they just hike it up. Yeah, that's kind of an older RPG style. Like I'm thinking like Final Fantasy X did that. Never beat Final Fantasy X. I'm on the final boss. Final Fantasy III, same thing. I'm on the final boss. And I was just like, no, I don't feel like grinding. And then Bravely Default is way too long for its own good. (laughs) One I'll say, not an RPG. Uh, Do you remember the game Lost in Shadow for the Wii? No, I don't. It was by Hudson. Okay. And you played a little boy or you played a little kid and you could like tr- transfer into the wall and be a shadow and stuff. And it was like a puzzle platformer. That Ooh, game was way too long. You're right. I do remember seeing this. Yeah. Uh, okay. That game, like it was good, but it's it's like, it's way too long. Like you, you make your way all the way up this tower and you're like, finally. And then it just drops you down to like the dungeon and you have to like try out everything again or something. It's just... That game is way too long. Yeah. Any game that you don't like when you have to review it is way too long for its own good. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have to review that one. No, but, but I mean in general. Like in any, general. Yeah. Any game that you have to review, if you don't if you're not feeling it within the first like half an hour to an hour, it's too long for its own it's, good. It's a, it's a bit of a slog, yeah. So, so, uh, in that account, uh pro codename Steam. <laughs> yeah. Um Although other games I would mention uh, that aren't like super too long, but it's just because I also really hate when a game like sets you up like here's going to be the end. And then it's like, oh, wait, hang on to another hour or two, which is just like, oh, I was like mentally prepared to be done. Catherine does that. Mm-hmm. And um, Kirby's Return to Dreamland also does that. Yeah. Uh, question two. Have you ever played a game sequel that was completely different from what you expected? <clears throat> completely different okay pac-man 256 i was not expecting it to be that free to play like i was not expecting that like i was expecting that to be good and that sounds really harsh but i don't like it did you play it you yeah. don't like it no crossy road yeah i don't mind crossy road at all okay but you don't like pac-man not really there's okay. there i have some problems with that game but um okay. Anyways, a sequel that was completely different. Oh, like the answer is Resident Evil 4. Because I love Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and 4 is not at all like those in any way. Okay. Do you want to get the next question? Uh, yep. Joey writes in with three questions. Uh, first question, have you ever used any video game accessories for non-video game <laughs> this is going to be fun, non-video game use? Like, since I couldn't really afford a good mic, I always had to u- had use the microphones from Rock Band and Hey You Pikachu, the latter being surprisingly, surprisingly decent for recording music. 
Uh, oh, there's a side question here. Um, Sean, I know you used that fucking Xbox camera for everything. <laughs> I'm currently using it right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm this is the Xbox Live Vision camera using it right now. Yeah. Um I also have used Rockman mics for recording stuff before. Yeah. Definitely. Uh that's like I don't remember if it's on Nathan's personal channel or on the TDP channel. That's how he did like any videos. He didn't have a mic, so he used the Rockman mic and it, he had to like get really oh, yeah. right up into it and talk really like yeah. loud into it. Eventually, I'm pretty sure he got the <laughs> mic I currently have. He does. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. Um also something I'm remembering something about hanging the rock band mic from my ceiling for something, although that might have just been rock band. I was just okay. being silly and like we're just going to hang this from the ceiling. I mean for the tabletop nights you use the cam hanging from the ceiling as well. We use the cam, but I know for the tabletop nights we had like John's and my like omnidirectional mic. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to think other peripherals. Um oh, here's a good one. DJ Hero 1 Renegade Edition came yeah. with a cool case/stand. Yeah. And you could put this cover on top of it but still have the legs out. I used that as like a semi coffee table for a while. Nice. That's actually really good. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty funny. I've used um, the zapper for the NES. Like I had two and one of them was kind of a piece of shit. I used that as a hammer once and it broke. That sounds that's a that's a terrible use for that. Yeah, <laughs> it was and that's garbage. Not good at all. It was garbage anyway. Uh, side question part of this question do you have any recommendations for good affordable mics I always hear the blue yeti toss around as a suggestion but I was curious if you have any other suggestions the blue yeti is the blue yeti is what I'm currently using I just got it I really like that if you want a cheaper version the blue snowball and the blue snowball is what I was using yep. and it uh, it's what we use when we're doing like group stuff like I know John uses it often as well um so, like, if you ever saw, like, our Saturn streams and stuff, we were using the Snowball. But uh, the Blue Yeti is is really quite nice. I do like it. If you want a condenser mic, the Audio-Technica 2020 is... Is that what you use? No, that's not what, what I use. What do you use? I use this thing that was on sale that I can't remember the name of. It just says M-Audio on it. So if you go to okay. M Audio's site and like look up a mic that looks similar to mine, that's what it's called. But I don't know the like model number or anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, my recommendation would be the the blue snowball. If you don't like blue for some reason, Audio Technica AT twenty twenty is what you want, and it's about the same price as a Yeti, about the same quality too. It's it's basically the Yeti for Audio Technica. Like moving up from a snowball though, the the, the blue has Huge. like so many more features. Like yeah. it has volume controls on it, it has different switches. I know there are snowballs that have different switches for different directions. Mine didn't. It has a mute button, it has a headphone jack right in it, so I don't have to keep plugging it into my computer. Yeah. Definitely, definitely real nice. Uh his second question. What's the strangest retro license game you've ever seen or played? For me, no matter how many other bizarre games exist, Revolution X as an Aerosmith game is just weird. It's also surprisingly grueling to play. I don't think I know Revolution X. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What is the strangest retro license game? I'm not even sure I understand what that means. 
Well, I think he's saying like, a, like an, an, an old Aerosmith game is weird. I, I'm trying to think of like old rec- <clears throat> like licensed games I played, but I can't think of anything that was like weird. Except for like, you know, the Burger King games are weird, but they're not that old. Weird old games that are licensed? That's what I'm assuming this question is. Yeah, like, like Kool-Aid f- Man game. Flat Matt in the chat that <clears throat> rhymed way too well. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, like, that's a great example. The old Home Alone games are dumb. <laughs> See, I haven't played any of these, so... I don't... Back, back, back with, when, with older games, I had to be, like, quite, like, selective with what games I'm going to play or yeah. buy. Yeah, yeah. I, Wayne's World on the SNES was garbage, so there's that. <clears throat> I mean, I like that Simpsons arcade game a lot. That's a good game. That beat him up. I think those are probably enough answers. Uh, His third question. Any other game series you want Nintendo to make a maker game out of? E.g. Mario Maker, WarioWare DIY. A Kirby maker might be cool, especially if every power Kirby has ever had is at your disposal. But that's wishful thinking. I think take F-Zero with track mania's concept where you just build a bunch of tracks and like part of this community with like F zero speeds, that could be fun. Uh, I was thinking, uh, rhythm heaven. That would be great. <laughs> you make a silly animation. It doesn't matter what you put in there because the animation's already super silly. And then you get to kind of make the beat and you just got to say they, and it'd be super easy. Cause it's like, I want them to press a on these beats I want them to press B on these beats. Done. Like, it's it's a two-button game all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Pokemon Maker cool. is a pretty great idea. That would be cool. Although, you you could just... I feel like you could, like, game it really easily. Like, this monster is going to give you a million experience points. What if, like, you can change the, the coding for that? You could just put down, like, a level three... Like Radita or like it's something. Restict- like like it's restricted. Yeah, like you just choose what level or like. See, I I think I just want like the Pokemon MMO at that point. Oh when yeah. I think of like when you're restricting, that's it, like okay. I mean, I do want unlimited Pokemon worlds to look at. Just give me the Pokemon MMO. Come on. Uh, Mario Maker, Sunshine Maker, like Two D Zelda Maker is good, but that's Binding of Isaac. Basically, you would just make Binding of Isaac stages. So. I guess so, except there's no, like, outside world, which is a little different. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it, you're right. It is really similar to Binding of Isaac, you're right. And, like, a lot of people do hacks of those games, so, yeah. David says, uh, this week while playing Castle in the Darkness on Steam, I managed to softlock the game by causing an item a boss drops to appear in the ceiling where it was cle- completely unreachable. Luckily, I didn't lose any progress and just had to fight the boss again, which was fairly easy. So my question to each of you is, can you remember the last time you softlocked a game, and was it more frustrating or fascinating? Oh, um, what the fuck was that game that that dude put out? D4 was the last game I softlocked by just trying to play the goddamn thing. At the what intro, happened? At the intro screen, like, where, you know how you do the little tutorial of, like, the little girl or whatever running on the ice. Yeah. The very beginning. And then after you get to the owl, there's like the bright light or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they do the intro sequence. 
That yep. intro sequence kept locking up. That's why I refunded the game. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, I guess so I didn't the, do that, though. <clears throat> like, most of the times, I just get, like, crashes. Yeah. And, uh, like... And does that count as a soft lock? That's kind of what I'm thinking, too, because I didn't soft lock D4. It crashed every yeah, time. Yeah, like... I thought soft locking was when like something weird happens and you're just kind of stuck. Or am I missing the definition? When's the last time that happened? Because I know that was right. That happened to me pretty regularly with a game. I just can't remember what the fuck. I mean, I can't think of anything specific with mine. I'm usually just like, yeah. Um, I feel like if I played like more open world games, that would happen kind of regularly. Like, characters just getting stuck and stuff. Yeah, like, when you bring that up, I've softlocked Daisy like, a thousand times <laughs> before by picking up a gun. <laughs> yeah, so even the chat is saying, yeah, softlock means the game still runs, you just can't progress. Hardlock is when it crashes. I get a lot more crashes, but I can't think of the last time I softlocked anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Also, was it more frustrating or fascinating? It's always more frustrating. I don't care about the mechanics behind why something fucked up. I just want to play my goddamn game. Yeah, and like depending on like how much I have to redo. Yeah. That's just going to be frustrating. I sure. never really find it fascinating. Maybe with like old NES games because you don't give a shit anyways, it was easy to catch up to where you were. But yeah. Okay, Brooke writes in, Hey guys, how well do you handle more realistic violence? Some examples being the show Daredevil and the end of the fall section in The Last of Us. I know for me, I have to look away even when a gore discretion shot is in place. I'm. Con- did, you, did you watch Daredevil? I didn't finish it, but yeah, I've watched about half of it. It's really okay. good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It is. It's really gory. <laughs> I have another. I have another <laughs> Netflix show to recommend. BoJack Horseman. I hate it. I hate that fucking show. Really? It's fucking oh, I trash. Think it's, no, I. Well, agree to disagree. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> I hate it. <sighs> what I, don't you like about it? It's not funny at all, and it looks I, shitty. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I, I love hate all that the just fucking game. Quick little or, like show. animal puns that are in the background. <laughs> Neil McBeal, the Navy Seal. God you stole it. a meal from Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, and he's a SEAL in the Navy SEALs. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Anyway, uh, Gore. Um, I usually like turn away briefly. I can't. I'm trying to think. The last thing I watched that like stuck on it because I remember like I'm thinking Lost <clears> recently because <throat> I'm going back through Lost, and if something gory happens, they show up for a split second and like you know cut away real quick, so it's not a big of an issue. I think for the most part, I usually like just kind of turn away and like, oh, I don't want to see this. this is gross. I deal with it fine. I You're fine with it? Yeah. If it's cartoony, it doesn't matter to me at all, really. I will. Okay. There's specific violence or gore or whatever that I can't stand. Fingernail stuff is really bad for me. Really bad. 
and ankle stuff. I don't know what it is about ankle, ankle. stuff. Like seeing an huh. ankle get slashed from underneath a car or something. Like it's. I guess I just. When does that ever happen? In movies, it's happened a few times. Like okay. it's I'm fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. I hate okay. it so much. Okay. But nails, man. Stuff with nails is the worst. Oh god, I, like I'm. I don't feel good. <laughs> Eye stuff really bugs me. Like playing <clears throat> finishing Dead Space Two was kind of difficult for me, and really made me go like, ah. It depends. If Eye stuff is done in like a cartoony ultra violence way, that's silly. Then it's kind of like, oh, that's weird. But if it's something like, if I watch, okay, so you've worked in a workplace before. Have you ever had to work like watch safety videos? Um, or maybe in high school. I'm trying to think. I think I've only ever like read like booklets where there's like crappy photos of like, here's a spill. Don't put it in your eyes. I don't think I've seen an actual video. We had to watch a like older oldish video in um, shop metal shop class when I was like in high school. And there was one part where just like a piece of slag from a metal from a piece of metal. The guy was welding like shot into a dude's eye. And I was just like sick the rest of the day. That ruined my day. It was so bad. Like no. I know it was fake, and they didn't actually film somebody no. injuring no. themselves. But I'm actually eye squeamish in real life. <laughs> Seeing just like the thought of <clears throat> someone like touching their eye, like and people will like do it in front of me, makes my eye wa- eyes water. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't, even, can't even talk about this anymore. Uh, okay, Andrew writes in. I I included the subject line here. I thought it was relevant. He says, uh, through the fire and flames is for babies. Okay. All right. Uh, the email. Last week, you were talking about long songs, and I thought I should bring to your attention the band Nightwish. Yeah. Who has since, who has since their fourth studio album has always had one song that clocks over 10 minutes per album. See, my eyes are still bugging me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Amazing. Um, uh, with the late, their latest one, uh, the greatest <clears throat> show on earth clocking at 24 minutes and eight seconds, but enough about music questions. Question one, Sean, you asked for some visual novel recommendations last week. The only one I have to recommend for now is, and excuse uh, my pronunciation here, Higurashi, When They Cry, Chapter One, Onikakushi. Chapter One is the only chapter re-released on Steam so far, but it is from... How much I've played so far, a rather good game and worth the $6 that Steam is charging. Question two, Paul, a few months back, you said you were going to buy the PC version of Hyper Dimension, uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 1 as it was on sale. Did you actually go through with your plan? You know what? Let me check. I don't remember buying that. And he says, if you have, I should try streaming it. I, I, mean, I think he means you should try streaming I it. Totally it I totally do have it. <laughs> It would make the grind much easier on yourself. I guess there's some grind. Also, if you manage to reach the max level of 999 with all the DLC, I applaud you. I need to ask a question to the chat, and or specifically, Andrew, if you're here listening in the chat right now. If I stream this game, will I get kicked off Twitch? Because I'm a little squeamish around streaming anything with anime girls like in screenshots. Because those usually end up real bad <laughs> for copyright shit and for um the like no nudity on Twitch censors and stuff. But um, all right, yeah. and while we wait for those answers, his third question: What is the most infuriating? 
poor design game you played. Personally, I think Borderlands, the pre-sequel, had horrible design in almost every part of it. The levels were strangely constructed. The characters were annoying at best. The DLCs, sorry, the DLC's final boss would normally take 45 minutes, assuming you didn't die and had four players. And worst of all, the game seemed not seemed not be tested for single player at all. All of that probably stems from the game only having nine QA testers. Hmm. Also, everyone in the chat is saying, no, it should be fine. It's a little lewd, but no nude. Lewd, but no nude. Okay. Story of my life. Poor design games. Um, things that pop to mind are ones that seemed kind of like rushed out there, like, or just trying to like tie you over. Gears of War Judgment. That okay. last Prince of Persia game, The Forgotten Sands. Okay. Are they badly designed though, or are they just like people didn't want that? It just game. seems like uninspired. Uninspired. Like, like it's like this is just kind of more of the exact same, like nothing that interesting about it. The worst designed game is Daisy because when you pick up a gun and it doesn't work because of bad coding, that is infuriating. <laughs> okay. But um well, I, could, I don't know if that's bad design, or it's just broken. It is very broken. Like I'm sure the design is for it to work. Anything that uses QuickTime events too much is bad game design. Okay. I, oh wait, hang on. No, I just totally disagree with that. No, it's bad game now that design. I, now that I double think about that, no. Ninja Blade wrong. is like one of the worst games ever. N- Ninja Blade is silly. I own that game. It's dumb. I've played through that whole game. That game is silly. You throw a motorcycle at some weird metal spider thing. Yeah, but you push X to do it. Like it's that's you press X a lot. I'm really good at pressing X. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Also, don't you talk shit about Asura's Wrath. That's a whole different thing. That's not That's a that's a quick time game. That's not even a game, man. That's like anime that you interact with. <laughs> that I I'm just not I'm just not agreeing with you. I'm down for some quick time events. I hate quick time events as a main thing. I like David Cage's games. I play through them. They're weird. <laughs> I will agree with you that I've played through them. They're okay. So- you know what the the problem with David Cage games is not the quick timiness; it's that he needs it's some weird writing. He needs somebody to hone him in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, where are we, Andy? Andy writes in was playing through Metroid Fusion 100 in one sitting last night. Got to the SAX chase sequences, both dreading and appreciating for what it was. Any chase sequences in games you've dread or appreciated when playing through the game over again? That is one of the best. I love those sequences in that game. They're fantastic. Best horror game ever made. What is the Sonic Sonic CD when you're getting chased by that whale in the first level? Oh, dude. <laughs> I also like in Sonic, what was it? Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, when you're running <laughs> through the city and there's like a big truck chasing you. Have I ever that told it, you how much I hate chase? Not chase sequences, but being chased. Like if, for example, say I'm going up the stairs, right? And then I hear behind me somebody else going up the stairs. Like it freaks me the fuck out. I don't like, like, in, the, like in real life or games in real life. I don't like the idea oh, okay. of like somebody being a few steps behind me. So chases okay. are like the worst <laughs> for me. They're kind of terrifying. 
But um, I think other chase sequence games. I'm usually fine with them in games like it, it yeah. makes it like exciting. It depends oh, what it Uncharted is. Uncharted 2 was fantastic for some chase sequences. Yeah, there was some good stuff in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, like that. I feel uh-huh. like we're missing something. Ob- like, I feel like there's something so obvious, like the most classic game chase of all time or something, but I can't think of it. So, I mean, Mario, that chasing when the, when the, when the world scrolls with you when you're getting chased by that wall. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, Jerasmine writes, uh, news. They gave us some news. Awesome. It's National Burger Day in England. Okay. Thoughts on... All right. And then he said... And, the, and then they say, thoughts on where gaming as a whole is headed. Wow, that's open-ended. <laughs> I'd rather talk about National Burger Day. I mean, the answer for where gaming as a whole is headed is VR, like the... VR headsets, basically. That's the new trend that they're going to push towards. I guess that's the immediate one, yeah. So, but yeah, I love burgers. They're my what favorite fa- food. Favorite topping on a burger? Oh. Okay, actually, hang on. That, that's a I mean, too open-ended. cheese off, is probably off, it. Hang on, here. Hang yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You're allowed to have one topping on your burger. What do you pick? Cheese. Can I, can we assume, dry? Can we assume cheese is just on there like a cheeseburger? Okay, if cheese is already on there, it's a cheeseburger. You're allowed one topping. One topping. Mine is mayonnaise. Bacon. It's <laughs> such a dry burger. That is such a dry burger. Okay. Okay, second question. Yeah. It, you're, you're looking at the menu. Yeah. And you see the list of burgers. Yeah. What is the one item that if it's on a burger, you will order it? Mushrooms. What? 100%. I love you're mushrooms. Crazy. The answer is either a fried egg or avocado. That is, you know what? Stay in California. Never come back to Canada. <laughs> mushrooms with with your Canadian pizza. I got the mushrooms on there. Yeah. What are you talking about? Who says mushrooms? Mushrooms are the best. You're the oldest man. They are the best. You're the <laughs> oldest man alive. <laughs> They're the best. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. All right. Gonna get the next question. Jellyfish jelly. <laughs> All right, uh, next question from people in the chat saying ketchup. You're crazy. You are. You are. I can't. Yeah. You're peasants. What? That's that's (laughs) the. What a poor man answer. Ketchup. You have. You can have anything in the world, and you pick ketchup. I kind of agree. I. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a good amount of like ketchup and mustard and like mayo, whatever like a good burger could have if you have the works or something. But it's not my go-to. Like, I'm yeah, just I mean, throw like, ketchup on that bitch. If someone and throw was it like, "I'll mouth. give you this good ingredient, but you have to trade me something that's currently on your burger," ketchup's the first thing to go. What else is on the burger? For I don't know. Let's just say it's like a standard burger, and I have to lose an ingredient to get it from where one. ketchup's the. I don't like. It, it depends what burger you're getting from where, because McDonald's has like two ingredients on their burger. It's ketchup and mustard. I'm sticking with mustard over ketchup. I'm telling you, I don't uh, care. Yeah. yeah. I'm as long of, as there's something I like, actively dis don't like dislike on it, like I'll get tomatoes can just screw off completely. That's I, a bad food. I kind um, of agree. I'm trying to think of when tomatoes really made my life better. I mean, it probably uh, has made they've probably made my heart better <laughs> because they're supposed to be like good for you. But yeah, I'm not a huge tomato fan in general either. 
Hmm. All right, you got the second last question? Soren tweets, writes in, and asks, thoughts on arcades as it stands now, round one, DNB, et cetera, and how arcades will be ahead in the future. They're Like, if they're not a big thing that is across from PAX, they're going to die. Um, I feel like barcades are becoming a thing. It depends, like, how big the city you're in. Like, you need to have I guess. I'm just, I'm hearing about a lot more barcades than I am hearing about just arcades. Unless you're in, like, a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Then they have they always have some games. Would you call that an? I guess that's technically an arcade because it's an arcade portion of the theater. Yeah. So what I want though is I want more like bars and like you know you know like uh not like sit down restaurants but like food establishments that just have arcade machines in them. Yeah. Like yeah yeah. You're you're waiting for your order. What are you gonna do? You're gonna play some Soul Calibur one. That's what you're gonna do. Or Police Nine One One. Yeah, just whatever it is. Yeah. But anyways, barcades are cool. Yeah. I, I've i never been to a not cool barcade. Standard, like, arcades, though, dead. I can't even remember last time I went to a standard arcade. Like, yeah, PAX a few years ago, I guess. That was fun, though, when we did go. <laughs> there was a lot of people yeah. there, too. Like, that's the well, only... It was PAX. I mean, like, that's the only way an arcade can function, basically, is when it's yeah. in a major city downtown, and there's a yeah. giant event that could keep them... Well, and when you're in, like, going. a giant nerd city like Seattle. That's kind of it, yeah. Last question, Konagami says, both Sin and Punishment Games were released on the Wii U eShop today, and that was a huge and pleasant surprise for me, ever being, oh, I think it's supposed to be a comma there, There's, yeah. ever been surprised by a game released on an online store that you had no previous knowledge of a release? Oh, I'm sure there's been something. Yeah. Oh, it actually just happened this week. The Mega Tomb Man, Raider Go. The Mega Man right? Collection on PC, on Steam. So fucking okay. excited. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I I just know there's something like scratching me that's like I've been in this exact scenario like where did this come from this is awesome but I can't do you I, re- even remember, I can even think of like the developer being like hey it's out right now like I guess um, Fallout Shelter was one that but was it's good. not the thing I'm thinking of it's not the thing I'm thinking of that was just exciting because it was like E3 is all about things that are coming in like half a year. Whereas this thing was like now. And it was like, oh, cool. I get to be a part of the zeitgeist right now. Sure. Can't think of anything else coming out from out of nowhere. Like, uh, yeah, I think the out of nowhere part is hard, especially when we like do this thing where we do news. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like I'm on Twitter following all these game journalists. So things, yeah. I'm always excited, though, when there's like a new iOS game that's like I just start hearing a couple people talk about it and it comes out of nowhere. Like Sage Solitaire was like that. So but, yeah. anyway, once again, uh, questions for next week. Top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter or the Facebook group. Just search top down perspective. Uh, you can also send weird stuff to John's P.O. Box and it'll show up on this show. I promise. Um, what's your game of the week? Police knots. Yeah. And mine is uh, Tales from the Borderland, Episode 4. Cool. You should play Tales from the Borderland, Paul. Do it. I'm more likely to do that than I am to do another, like, Telltale property, Game of Thrones specifically. Okay. Yeah, so. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ah. <laughs> what a great way to end. <laughs>